This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte ladies and gentlemen. Main hu Abhinandan Sekri. So welcome to News Laundry Hafta and all you chhota hafta listeners, welcome to you also. I have this one very important announcement. Our paywall is back up again. It had been taken down for a while because there were some glitches on the iOS app. Now this means that both the Hafta and Let's Talk About podcasts are only available to subscribers. Now according to our listener Sachin Bagel who has sent us a very interesting video which I request all of you to see it has been tweeted out from our Twitter account that why we should not put Hafta behind a paywall because that actually is like shooting ourselves in the foot and we will not get any more listeners and more subscribers uh, but we have to monetize our most popular product that is the logic we used but I'd like to hear what you have to think but meanwhile while we debate that I would request all you subscribers and listeners to pass on chota hafta and share our content with your friends relatives family and encourage them to subscribe because we don't have any such celebrity endorsers so we want you to endorse us and try to get others to subscribe but share chota hafta and this short version of let's talk about with them and if they like it they may subscribe so please do that for us and not just for us for yourselves because as we get more subscribers you will get better content you will get more content we are aiming to do a podcast a day that's right that is our uh, aim for the next quarter that we should put out a podcast a day uh, let's talk about a hafta then a middle hafta and a hindi hafta so do help us to raise more resources so we can achieve that also we are working on a referral campaign where each time you refer a podcast link to someone you are awarded with a score which you can cash in for nl merchandise i do hope you've seen the nl store because uh, we have some pretty cool merchandise that you'd like and as you gain more and more currency on that score when you refer us you can cash that in with merchandise but more on that later and we are going to discuss lots of thing including the very important money bill or as mallu would say money bill and on the panel today we have our editor in chief madhu trehan hi Hello. madhu hi our new not new our the team from earlier who had founded but our new entrant back into the team anand vardhan hi manisha pande hello dipanjana pal hello anand ranganathan won't be joining us because he is busy organizing some scientific related seminars or something what these jnu professors do or he may be shouting azadi standing in the middle of a i seriously doubt it okay but anything's possible <laughs> madhu anything's possible you know? uh, and we have joining us on our panel today meghnath s correct hi so meghnath is a regular columnist for news laundry as you know he has also written an occasional column for others when he has felt large hearted but basically we own him but <laughs> <laughs> Uh also Meghnath also works with a member of parliament from Orissa uh, Tathagat Satpati so disclosure out there in case he starts trashing other parties uh and he who, who is the editor of Orissa Post Yes he's also the editor of Orissa Post actually that's yes. right I'm impressed with Anand's GK So that's our panel before I get into what all we'll discuss I want to thank all the listeners and viewers and readers our uh, uh, NL Sena project for the Muthal rapes has been topped up thank you so much Manisha has already made one trip uh, at the court hearing she will be putting out a report on this fairly soon uh she's going to be doing a really comprehensive report on it so thank you all for contributing and topping that up we are still um, far away from topping up the nl sena project for the 
communal violence in Kerala, the RSS versus communist killing that keeps happening, and the one for our comic book, Achhe Din. So I do hope you will contribute and top those up as well. And I also want to thank all our listeners for the subscriptions that have been growing. Thank you all so much. We hope these can double and quadruple in the days to come. Now, coming to what we'll discuss, a quick recap of what happened in the week. Um, yesterday, five were killed in a terrorist incident outside the British Parliament. The assailant was shot dead. Then the election commission froze the AIDMK's party's name and the two-leaf symbol because of a jhagda within. The Lok Sabha passed a finance bill which actually didn't even make prime time um, debates, shouting matches, which I was hoping it did. It would have. Uh, and we want to talk about that with Meghnath, who is an expert of some sort on that. Then the Ramchandra... <laughs> well, you are. The Ramjan Bhumi Rao, Babri Masjid, CGI says, solve a dispute amicably out of court and he offers to mediate. Yogedithinath is sworn in as the Chief Minister of UP and uh, he delivers on his anti-Romeo squad promises before uh, before the timeline he set for himself. Meat shops are being shut down and the illegal business is being acted upon but Uslapet mein, there's a lot of general... And no lab- more beef kebabs at Tunde Kebab. Well, he never used to have beef kebabs. He used to have With ghost buffalo food. meat. They used yeah, to call it beef. But yeah, he's shutting it for yeah, at but least what now. What is it shutting it down? Is this those... But what is what UP is popular without pan and pan masala? Why the you can't, you just, No, no, you can uh, still have. He not said during not in work the time. government buildings. Also, that's an old one that's been in place since 2013. So it had no impact. And um, Times of India's report on Najib, which has received much condemnation, including on our very own platform, News Laundry. And yes, we are. Was Jaitley's reply in Parliament when asked if government was forcing Aadhaar <laughs> on its citizens? And in the end, I want to talk about the U.S. Trump and what all is happening with him and Russia. But first, Meghna, let us come to you. Were you disappointed with the lack of coverage of the finance bill that was debated and passed, well, rather not really debated, but passed in Parliament yesterday? I can't even tell you how much disappointed I am because for the simple fact that the finance bill was introduced on February 1st, right? And right now, it's like two months since then almost two months since then. And uh, even when it was introduced on February 1st, it had some controversial, you know, sections in it, which Mm. did not really belong in the finance bill. Mm. And even then, nobody really raised any noise about it or reported about it because the draft was available publicly all the time. Right. Since then, right? Right after the budget speech. Mm. And uh, it was, it's it's quite amazing because... um, uh, I was just going through Mr. Jaitley's speech again uh, during his budget, uh, the budget speech. Hmm. He has actually mentioned the controversial amendments in his speech, not in like the words that need to be, but still he has spoken about electoral bonds and he has spoken about you know the search and seizure provisions in the IT Act, which right. are you know the two controversial things that uh, you know, should be highlighted. And just and for those listeners of ours who that, haven't, sorry, nobody just, really yeah, you Meghna, know, covered that. Meghna, just for those listeners who haven't been following it, what does the search and seizure clause actually empower the government to do? And also, right. uh, and also the other uh, thing that you spoke about, which was yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll just quickly explain both of them. Hmm. Uh, and there are the, links. Let, let's just first talk about the search and seizure one. So basically, right now the income tax has uh, powers to raid people whenever they have something called a reason to believe. 
hmm. which which means they believe that you know they are uh, you know engaging in corrupt practices evading taxes so they can go and raid them and uh, basically break down doors and do whatever and then freeze their accounts etc hmm. so uh, what was happening was that uh, uh, some people were actually using this clause to their advantage and when when the cases went to the tribunal they were like nahi nahi tumne raid galat kiya tha this there was no reason to believe that i was evading taxes and therefore you know uh, right. let it go so the cases were being stopped so now the what what the solution these people came up with the government was that they'll remove the clause completely so now they don't have the to say re- why we raided you uh, so now they are saying that the clause still exists but now they are saying that the reason to believe does not uh, need to be disclosed to any competent authority or the tribunal right so basically now what they're saying is that when a income tax officer comes to your house and raids you and etc you cannot have this as a defense or any defense for that but the officer will inform you on the basis on which no. you are being raided so basically it says that the uh, it does not require the officer to inform you either the person they are raiding no one needs to be told Yeah. I I I so, thought I understood that you are entitled to know, but no no one else is entitled to know. N- nobody else is entitled to know except the officers, and even the disclosure of that reason to believe is not to be given to anyone. The you are entitled. That is the basic essential amendment they have put in the finance. One no, sec before uh, Anand, I had understood what he's saying earlier, and then. i was corrected by someone in the government saying that no the person who's being raided is entitled to know the reason no what i'm saying is if you're entitled to know that this provision is that in the court of law you have to prove that there was probable cause or you believed xyz now they don't want to prove it so whether you are entitled to know is irrelevant so, uh, what what uh, madhu said was actually uh, partially correct uh, she basically said that you know the, the person is entitled to uh, know the reason to believe uh, under this act but actually the wordings are such that it has does not have to be revealed to anyone in the clause right so uh, uh, when they are saying that it does not have to be revealed to any competent authority or any sort of uh, uh, like the uh, appellate tribunal etc it essentially means that it's pointless like you know what will you do with that reason to believe because it cannot be used anywhere to defend I yourself i see so uh, so that uh, but, is one but, problematic uh, but thing but it is to be also clarified here that they are doing this to also get rid of a lot of uh, old cases so they are doing this retrospectively they are doing it uh, the the clause says that they can apply this from 1962 onwards which is when the income tax act was actually formed wow right so uh, yeah 1962 onwards they are allowed to you know go through any of your books or you know attach any property that you had to that assessment uh, and uh, you know basically uh, uh, use any of that as evidence uh the the thing is they're doing this to get rid of a lot of old cases of tax evasion so a lot of people were using this as a loophole to get away uh but then the other flip side of this is that innocent people who are being harassed by the income tax assuming they are being harassed by the income tax they will have no recourse yeah i mean i so, think it's it's a question of yeah. in the larger scheme of things as anand had once article i think last hafta you said it has to do with uh in india the credibility or the general uh, public's perception of the integrity 
or efficiency of government agencies yeah. that, that public is what institutions in general government yeah. institutions in Absolutely. general and and as of now yeah anand you want to come in now on on yes, what uh, one uh, possible aspect of it which has not come in media reporting around this is that uh, the face off between the ias lobby and irs lobby that is indian revenue service right now uh, the irs officials association had staged a dharna also in mumbai uh, saying that irs officers are intervening with in their jurisdiction and uh, uh, and are taking away their powers now uh, irs uh, is uh, then further divided into two parts one looks after customs and excise and one income tax now with the possible introduction of G- uh, gst there is a fear among the irs officers uh, um, looking after income tax that their powers would be reduced so some bureaucrats have said me uh, have told me sorry on off record that the irs income tax lobby is very much keen on this seizure provision so that they, they have, they have more, more power so their power doesn't get diminished mm, d- diminished so it was a lobbying it was also it means there is a possible possibility that it is a, a product of uh, of intense lobbying by uh, a very vocal section of irs officers in interesting the, uh, yeah uh, i i uh, okay I, i this is news to me hmm. but um, the the whole point of this is you know uh, i mean frankly so i in my past life i was actually working with cas so i was a cas student so i used to go on audits and there were my past life when, you, you mean know, before uh, you were doing your job right now reading etc etc and I, what i found was that you know there is always like this setting that happens between the ca the client and the uh, income tax official whenever they get raided they keep like a portion of the you know whatever they have raided etc so giving like this sort of power to any official not just an income tax official is is dangerous because right. it just it just uh, makes them unaccountable and i so, i mean yeah i mean my view is in the if you see in the larger context already the because institutions are so weak in our country whether it's the courts whether it is autonomy of you know the police force one would be scared to have you know officers have this kind of power because already i mean a friend we all know recently had a you know passport application and you know the police verification dude comes so she says uh, she calls she you know he's coming so how much am i supposed to pay i said you're not supposed to pay anything he'll come he'll do the verification he'll go are you sure i said yeah basically people and and the fact is it is quite efficient now when cops come for police verification they don't ask for anything no, but, but it is so a, unheard of that people still expect no but but i'll tell you one thing when an election is about to happen hmm. suddenly the uh, number of raids, raids go, up. go up and deals are made because the government then puts pressure on ke ja ke paise ikatthe karo hmm. that's point number 1 that's a known fact Hmm. by everybody secondly i think that there uh, ha- there has been a huge reduction of corruption on the top level since modi came into power but the lower level of bureaucracy uh, in many areas i think they're finding it personally difficult to cho- change their habits they're just used to it they're used to going and doing things in a certain way and the message has not trickled down to that level because what i'm seeing is that they're carrying on in their corrupt ways 
quite merrily and nobody has been called to book actually we'll come back to this cuz i know manisha has a view on it but because uh, you have to leave meghnath what's the other yes. aspect was that was problematic that wasn't covered including the sadhar um yeah but but there is another angle to this uh, hmm. which i would like to quickly point out hmm. was that uh, when the demonetization happened uh, you must have heard of all these raids that were happening where they were seizing cash and gold yes. and all of that so the the i spoke to a few people and they said that there is no specific law which basically uh, stops you from holding a large amount of cash right right as so long as you when, can declare when, it as lo- i mean as long as you can went and raided all these people technically it was illegal so people those people could have used this reason to believe clause to defend themselves oh so you think right. this could this so, could be introduced to protect the raids during the demonetization i i have a theory that this might be one more angle because uh, if these cases go to court they could they can basically not you know prove that you know uh, they have like a whole host of cash the court will just say but there is no law against this i mean how how are you even bringing this to us right and so but but because if this amendment has been brought in now they don't need to reveal the reason why they did it I right see. so okay uh, that that's one thing and and the second right. bit that you uh, wanted to say yeah uh, so i'm i'm talking i'm going to move over to the next part of the finance bill hmm. uh, which is the electoral bonds right right so uh, during his speech uh, the finance minister said that they are trying to increase transparency in electoral funding uh, and you know they reduced the cash component of donations to political party from 20000 to 2000 right right and um, uh, uh, but but actually when you look a little deeper into this it actually does the exact opposite um what they're essentially doing is right now according to the association of democratic reforms uh, 70% of donations given to political parties are in cash hmm. so basically anonymous right and 30% are actually open which is by normal uh, by check checks or that money uh, that can be tracked etc right um so what they're doing is by introducing this electoral bond which is a separate kind of um um uh, uh, instrument uh, they are saying that you can be completely anonymous when you are giving uh, donations to parties basically you will just go to a bank you will buy a bond you will go to that political party of your choice you will give it to them that party will go to their bank and redeem it so the transaction is essentially happening between two banks yeah but right. it, but it's not black and money right sorry to cut in uh, meghnath yes. but but because it has to happen through a bank it will no longer be black money so it is a step forward in that sense is it not but uh, the thing is okay so the details of this haven't really been revealed yet right okay. like even in the uh, bill if you look they are saying that they will define this electoral bond later by notification Hmm. So from what I've understood in the explanation this bond since it's meant to keep people anonymous will have say a serial number let's right. put it that way right, right. so uh, I will buy a serial number 0001 and I'll give that to say a political party which will right. be redeemed so uh, the the serial number will be the identifier of that bond rather than the person who is giving it to that political party correct right it's like a, it's like cash right it's exactly like an instrument which can which keeps you anonymous sure uh, it's another form of cash which basically is for political parties i guess so okay. um yeah. the thing is that you know uh, they they are saying that this electoral bond can be only bought by either check or uh, bank transfer and uh, the way they are justifying is that it will make political funding white 
which is all fair, which I completely agree that, you know, they're trying to remove the cash component uh, uh, through this. But the whole fact is that the bond still remains anonymous. So now if you're a company who wants to say lobby with another party, you mm. can just get that bond of whatever so amount it takes, and so give it to it, that party. It is not and trans- nobody will ever know who gave what money to which party. Yeah, so it's not transparent at all, basically. It's, it's, at all. It's, not at all. Tra- it's, it's actually the opposite. It's actually yeah. protecting the people who are... Um, you know, uh, going to... It's white but non-transparent. I think another very important aspect to political funding is the amendment to the Companies Act where they've said that uh, basically earlier what a company could donate up to 7.5% of its net profits over the past three financial years. They've removed that. Hmm. So now you can donate as much. You can be in debt and still donate. Yeah. And And earlier you had to mention... was brought in as an amendment yesterday. So it was not a part of the original finance bill. Uh, it was a part of this amendment, yeah. uh, what Manisha said. So this is true. So 7.5%, if I'm not and wrong. More problematically, cap, earlier right? you had yeah. to disclose the who you're contributing to in your profit and loss account. Now you don't have to mm. disclose. Now so you it's not to. going to be so up for scrutiny. Yeah, so you can donate as much as you want to and you don't have to disclose who you're donating to. I mean, we've carried enough piece about the Aadhaar. Were you, um, are you surprised at the lack of pushback uh, I mean, if I could just step in here and after that, I'd like to, mm. you know, know what DJ, she hasn't spoken at all in an Anand. Uh, I mm. saw in the Hindustan Times, uh, Nandan Nilikani's interview. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure he's a huge overachiever and he's done great things. And I'm sure he's, you know, done a lot for corporate India and, and also governance. But mm. I just find a shocking arrogance... In even entertaining the thought that you have rolled a boulder that you can't control. I'm not saying Absolutely. you have to say that I am bad. An acknowledgement from him that this may be slightly problematic may get other mouths to open. I find Absolutely. it amazing that there is a... Com- I mean, you should read that interview. It is as if there is no downside. I have touched it, so it's gold. I just find and that I'm, I'm actually, and the I'm actually surprised that uh, he's a he's a he's a guy with a tech background, right? So every person with a tech background, even even though I'm not a tech background guy, knows that when you build something like a software or whatever, it is bound to have bugs, right? So you just keep going back and fixing those bugs or building up on that software. So he's trying to portray this image that Aadhaar is perfect; it's hundred percent perfect. So what you said about arrogance is absolutely right. Uh, that it's it's a little surprising that he won't even acknowledge that there might be some loopholes which he has to fix. And, and my problem is the compulsory aspect of it. You know, like that it it's going to yeah. do good. So, I mean, that was my only you know problem with this whole thing. But you know, we'll come to that. Uh, maybe we'll do hmm. a longer podcast so on they, that. They introduced that amendment uh, yesterday where they mm, made Aadhaar compulsory for income tax filing, right? Luckily, and I've already it, filed it. it this. It's basically, a, it actually proves that, you know, Mr. Jaitley lied to Parliament because when he introduced the Aadhaar bill originally last year, he said that it will only be used for subsidy delivery and service delivery. Right? He never said that, oh no, uh, when you give money to us, which is the government, you will also need an Aadhaar card. Maybe, it's absolutely ridiculous how this is happening. Maybe income tax and, is a service delivery yeah. in their view. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, I mean, uh, so, so service delivery is basically spending from the consolidated fund of India, which is basically the government spending on something, and income tax is collecting that money and putting it into the consolidated fund of India. But he never said anything about that. He right. only talked about spending. And Aadhaar, right from the beginning, they have been portraying as a subsidy delivery mechanism to fix, you know, uh, corruption on ground level, increase transparency, what you may. Uh, this income tax thing doesn't make any sense because you are attaching a person's PAN to the Aadhaar card, which basically gives them tra- tracking capabilities. I think that is the only angle you can think of about why they are doing this. And also, uh, if you don't file, if you don't uh, get an Aadhaar card, your PAN will also be cancelled. So, okay, then we'll stop yes. the tax or okay. But anyway, thanks so, so much. I, I got to close July it here. July is the date they have given till for, for everyone to attach their PAN cards to uh, their Aadhaar card. Otherwise, they will not be usable. I have already filed a return, so I still have one year to go without an Aadhaar. I'll still fight yeah. this out. But <laughs> thanks exactly so much, Meghna. <laughs> I, I'm still I'm still very resistant about getting an Aadhaar. I, I don't know what to do exactly now. <laughs> Even I am very resistant. I've been fighting it till now. Anyway, let's see what happens. But thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'll see you in office soon. Okay. Uh, DJ, um, on both these aspects on Aadhaar and, and finance bill, then, you know, Manisha, you were wanted to make a point before I cut you short. And that's because Maignath had to go and then you moved that way. Um, so, there has been a certain change in how the Aadhaar was... Uh, apparently originally conceived and what is being done with it now. Um, the whole point of Aadhaar was for not for it to be address proof. It was, uh, which is why, I mean, it's supposed to, it doesn't ask you for a permanent residence or anything of that sort. So many homeless. Exactly. So the idea was more to have a count of the people rather than use it as a valid ID. It was supposed to be supplementary, which is why the original Aadhaar forms... Was not replacing anything else. It didn't replace anything. And even now it tells you that, you know, you can't use this and you just take a photocopy. I mean, a photocopy works as an original for an Aadhaar, Mm. which is unheard of with regular ID. Like you can't take a photocopy of your passport and say, sir, Mm. like this only, Mm. right? So there has been... There has been a significant shift in terms of looking at how we're going to use the data that Aadhaar offers as certain specifics about our population, Hmm. clearly. Um, Because right now, with it becoming mandatory with the PAN, etc., it is being given a lot more uh, validity and credibility and identification powers than it originally had. Well, actually, the change has not just been on its usage. There's been a 180 degree turn on Mr. Modi's tweets about the Aadhaar before he was PM and now. Because that's what's been floating a lot since day before yesterday, right? His uh, 2013 tweet or 2012 tweet. There are issues about the Aadhaar. Yes, sir, you've just magnified them three times. But what what was really depressing about watching the finance bill debate, and you can actually see the transcript of the Lok Sabha, uh, um, conversations, I guess, is what I'm going to call it, was that it's not as though our parliamentarians completely gave up the idea of trying to debate this. But they were literally shut down. Time, there is one point at which Arun Jaitley on the floor of the parliament says that, yes, we are forcing the citizen. And yes, we are dismissing the Supreme Court and imposing Aadhaar. What you going to do? He didn't say what you're going to do, but he might as well have. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it was amazing. 
it was truly amazing and to yeah, watch and there's there's no uh, and let's not on forget that the let's not forget that the original finance bill proposed amendments to about 8 to 10 laws i'm told i have not been through the original finance bill uh i i'm never going to i think mm. but i did go through the 31 pages of amendments that came in at literally the last minute something like 3 hours before the voting was going to happen 31 pages so there was no debate i mean you can't even read you that. can't debate this right there are 27 laws that are changed in those 37 pages mm. i lost count of the number of tribunals that are changed how do you expect this to be debated mm. and to not i'm not saying that here's the thing maybe these are good changes i But have absolutely know. no idea cuz you didn't let this get debated and when you do not allow a conversation at all you introduce different laws in as a single money bill do not allow debate sneak in changes this is not making you look good that's it i think what i was more disturbed by was the media coverage that this the lack of media coverage that this received today while it's all fine to you know obsess about beef and romeo squads and yogi adityanath this is something that impacts all of all of indians veg and non veg both yeah veg non veg beef eating non veg both fair manisha it was on every newspaper day before front page But that aadhar was going to be made mandatory hmm. see the thing is the business dailies the business I'm dailies sp- aside from business standard i don't think anyone economic times had nothing it. on it and uh, you know something as big as allowing corporates to fund to pump in as much money as they can into a political party without any disclosure this requires like serious coverage and serious questions like this was it was mandatory to disclose earlier why, what is the reasoning why would you just take off why would you make it not necessary for them to disclose who they're funding to so mm. i mean these I, i really think there should be more media scrutiny and coverage on this on both these issues oh uh, the first issue about uh, the seizure procedure that is uh, for me more disturbing because the promise of the government was less government and uh, it is uh, just adding to the red tape hmm. so uh, red tape is uh, is something that, that is uh, that was not expected from modi style of governance but what i i think is factoring in uh, about Uh, both income tax and this aadhar is that aadhar uh, what my experiences uh, have suggested me my observations in bihar and and uh, that it is popular among people people mm. like to hold aadhar because they think that that would be their way to count how uh, the way to entitlements to future government benefits and uh, so uh he is try uh, the government uh, i think uh, maybe as an electoral uh, uh, measure is trying to broad base the uh, scale of delivery of government schemes uh, maybe it will come in next 6 7 months uh, uh, with a scheme that it uh, that uh, can make it visible to a larger le- electorate and uh, making aadhar mandatory would be a part of it uh, on the what was the third thing well there was the electoral funding of parties yes uh, means uh, that is something that election commission must take up uh, means uh, 
that has been an issue mr vajpayee was uh, on record uh, saying in 191998 that when a political party receives money it does not see whether it is black or white <laughs> so so yes so um, that that is something uh, that election commission should take note of means uh, of course uh, Mm, there are many grey areas which need to be addressed. The only thing is that these fundings cannot be by cash. It all yeah, has to be checked. Yeah, but I have a view on that. So I'm wondering if no, but people I, can track it, but not. They, no, I'm sure it can be tracked. But actually, but yeah, Madhu first. You know um, what I'm beginning to feel that a lot of stuff is creeping in on us, and um, it's a bit of a sort of a, a Congress stereotypical Sanjay Jha kind of statement. So I'm saying it very carefully uh, that it does remind me of the emergency hmm. because so many uh, laws and uh, legislation and bills and all kinds of things were passed bit by bit, sneakily, sneakily, thora thora karte karte, and. Uh, people seem to think today's generation seems to think that there was like Indira Gandhi would pass the law and there'd be an outrage and people would then be sent to jail. It wasn't like that at all. It was exactly the way it is now, meaning a law would be passed. The majority of the country would be quiet. Mm. One or two student leaders, one or two politicians, some journalists, a handful would write something or protest and they'd be thrown into jail. A handful not the whole country. Hmm. The whole country was behaving exactly as we are behaving now, which is allowing all this to happen without any protest. So starting from, the, from these two huge uh, organizations that have been created by this government that monitor electronic media, monitor the press, monitor journalists, mon monitor websites, and label neutral uh, positive, negative uh, terms on journalists, uh, the whole system of the favoriting, favoring certain channels and giving access to only particular journalists who are friendly, which is a Trump-Putin kind of system. All this is very, very similar. It's exactly how it happened. It did not happen with this drama of a law is passed and people are out on the streets protesting. Hmm. It happened exactly like this, very quietly with no protest. You know, on um, the two issues, what... And Anisha, it just scares me. And I think we really, as journalists, need to highlight and put it all together and say, look, this is happening in our country. Wake up. We're being watched. We're being observed. Not just... And then this income tax thing. It's, it's empowering the government and bureaucrats with extraordinary... Um, measures and, and powers. We do that every week, Madhu. Baki koi note le na le hum kya kar sakte hain. But uh, you know, I'm just. Uh, thank uh, you for dismissing my suggestions <laughs> like that. Okay. We no, do no, that do every week. I, I, I resent that. I resent that. No, I think they really, we really need to react to it and Connect not wake the dots. up too late. Connect the dots. Now, I, you know, on these two, what you said, Manisha, on this making it white, the donations only. You know, while I think it adds. Now you don't have to fund parties through black money. You can do it through white money. So it makes the election economy white in one sense. At least the input, hmm. if not the output. It makes the expenditure go down. But, but it doesn't do anything for transparency. Yeah. 
but my point is it doesn't help in the larger picture because people don't make black money so that they can give it to parties mm. black money is an outcome of a separate economy a separate logic i mean why i'm making black money has is not because i'll make 10 crore black money and i'll give 5 crore to the party i have black money now i don't have so i'll give it to a party and like i was speaking to someone who sets up these um kya kehte hain transformer kehte hain jo electricity poles when they all meet and this big transformer transformer so he installs these in you know for the, and usually always working with the government so he had said that he had you know was regarding a contract and the guy says aapka kitna hota hai cost so it's about 2 crore for whatever one whichever they were putting up or not size it was he says yeah you have to budget for 3 cost 75 lakhs is mine this is the whichever bureaucrat or whichever area he was in he says that's how it's put now who is absorbing that cost that cost is being absorbed by the final consumer and this is in everything whether it's road construction whether it is any so people do not make that money so that they can give it to the political party they give it to the political party so that they can make that money and if that remains uh, you know uh, anonymous uh, it it i don't think it disincentivizes the production of black money so i think it's flawed in that sense yeah I, for all, sure and the issue is transparency here yeah absolutely and also i just want to point out that in 2008 23 december 17 bills were passed in 12 minutes in parliament including the mm. scz act and in those 5 years of manmohan singh government 179 people spoke this is a performance audit of the parliament so just saying that uh, it it happened then and 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 acts like the scz act that could take away land from people on a whim were also passed but i think they were passed by a more humble looking man than arun jetli so maybe that's why we didn't <laughs> notice but i was shocked by what dj said I mean, I think it's reached that stage of arrogance. हाँ कर ले हाँ करेंगे क्या और कर लेगा? I think that's problematic. I think you can huh? do that when you don't that have to go to Rajasthan. That would be too alarmist to say that it, it is an emergency-like uh, situation. I don't agree with you on that. Hmm. So maybe we can discuss it with we some sh- other. Yeah, we will. Uh, But now. you know, Anand, when you're when we were living through the emergency, it wasn't alarming. We were going to work every day. We were it doing. It was mundane. It was mundane. It was very ordinary. Today, when we look back, it, the emergency sounds such a dramatic period. It really wasn't. It was, you know, you saw, th- and a lot of the things that Sanjay Gandhi did were actually good things in terms of pollution. Each one, teach one. The planting of trees, the coming to work on time, the railways, st- the trains were on time. Everything was working better. There was, it was cleaner. There were ninety percent. I would say ninety nine percent of the population actually appreciated it because there were there was no c- corruption on the lower level. People were scared. that was what people were benefiting from the from the average person was benefiting from the emergency today it seems like you know it was very dramatic and people were fighting for their rights no very few people were and that's exactly what i'm comparing today that nobody is fighting for any of these infringements on our personal freedoms and that's exactly and that's the point there's that a kind of normalizing of, we're not aware of these infringements just as we weren't aware then there were very few people who were considered like troublemakers acha usko bhi jail bhej diya theek hai usko he deserved it why was he creating trouble things are going so well she's so strong she's so powerful she's the only man in the indian in the in the uh, government I, there were, people were appreciating her i'm sorry hussein was painting you know uh, making art of her riding a uh, she was durga fighting for india all that with 
त्रिशूल इन हैंड एंड अब देखो बेचारे को मस्कट वेरी फाइनली डाय सो यू नो द एटमोस्फियर एट दैट टाइम वॉज एक्सट्रीमली कंड्यूसिव टू हर डूइंग वट एवर शी वॉज डूइंग एंड एवरी वन एल्स ऑब्जेक्टेड वॉज कंसिडर्ड लाइक नॉट ई ट्रबल मेकर्स न्यूसेंस ओके आई वॉन्ट टू पुट आउट वन मॉर लिटल बीट ऑफ न्यूज दैट्स कम आउट विच इज रविंद्र गायकवाड ऑफ द शिवसेना ही इज एन एम पी slapped <laughs> yeah uh cabin crew of air india not slapped he... with a slipper no he has corrected them not with a slipper with a sandal the... can you imagine hey, the footwear matters a stylist would appreciate this so detail I, th- that's seriously that's they corrected the reporter it wasn't slipper with a sandal uh, the arrogance hasn't gone down you know we Is can keep saying I mean, chappal hai, chappal mein ke thoda na. Chappal hai, chappal hai. Haan, wahi to. But anyway, so that is what's flashing on. Yeah, on. Air India flights are repo. I mean, always I've taken an Air India flight. It's late, and I always think it's some bureaucrat making the plane wait for them. Hmm. It's like hmm. someone is. saying, "Ki abhi ruk jao, main 20 minute mein aaroo." Okay. No, but what? What? Shocking. Gutting behavior. Okay, now. Um, Sorry, there's just one thing that I want to uh, say, and after that, I'm Why done. Why didn't he slap him this. back with his yeah. own shoe? Uh, hmm. I don't know. She's probably. I I don't know if someone came at me with a slipper. I think I just sort of be staring at them for five minutes. Like, so what exactly did you just do? But anyway, mm. coming back to I the Aadhaar for a second, what I uh what I think what you were saying about the normalizing uh, during emergency, I think you're so right about that being replicated right now. Because, for instance, today if I tell you, what I am going to tell you, which is that with with the Aadhaar being incorporated the way it has with other uh data from other databases today at one click and one google search allows a person to get data from religion to potentially in a near future because of everything that ties up with the finance bill your phone records your bank transactions your every single that may detail that was an error i saw that someone had recovered some data from another person but i don't think that could be possible no no uh, mm. the point is that there are different databases that are now being merged with the aadhaar right. so in a near future what is available to the government is not just your aadhaar data the aadhaar data is insecure enough stuff. but what i'm saying is but i don't think it'll be available and to anyone right and conversations are being tapped by the millions constantly also we are told now to say any of this is alarmist apparently except these are It's tools not. in certain people's hands hmm. and we have no safeguard against them theek how many of you have an aadhar i don't i do you do so do i i don't <laughs> Do you, Anand? Yeah, my oh. father forced me to make it. So three of you do, two of us don't. Anyway. By now, I'm just kind of very uh, ugly. Sal, scared of the law. <laughs> They say do it. I don't. No, okay, so do it. now I'm going to have to. I don't think I have a no, choice. No, even next year I have to. Otherwise, you won't be able to hold it. I think Indians as such also identity But card junkies. We like to like. What the privacy means? The talk of privacy, Orwellian state, Big Brother watching, all this. is very difficult to sell to people because mm. privacy in india would always be an elitist concept because uh, people in india don't means 90% means uh, using the same arithmetic as mr cut you did <laughs> that uh, 90% of people in india don't care about what is no they don't no you're right we you're discussed absolutely this absolutely right we've, we've discussed, discussed this, this in because fact, snowden would edward like edward snowden has risked and and changed yeah. his and given up his american life Hmm. to give this information to 
the American people. And I must admit now that nothing really changed because the intelligence, mm. com American, commit, uh, in American intelligence has continued to do mm. what, it's, uh, what Snowden reported that they were doing. They are still snooping on people. And if an Indian, I, first of all, I don't think would ever risk or change his life to give that information yes. to Indians. And we know that we are being watched and we don't care. Yes, the yeah. attitude if is... You if, tell, if you tell a villager in Bihar... Uh, I have two or thousands of them that this is the privacy we are taking out and mm. these are the they benefits you are care. giving. They and will even take, the elite me don't care, let not, me tell no, you. Even, even the elite don't care. The yes. elite are protected. Yes. They make yes. other ways of communicating. Mm. No, no, not just protected. They don't care. I don't even think they care that much because mm. let's remember we live in places where at kitty parties she's having a scene and your daughter-in-law is sleeping with my son-in-law. So, I'm talking who remembers that film um, uh, of of that uh, guy, that wiki donor fellow, uh, you know, where he has to dam laga ke hoisha, hmm. you know, where the the family is, you know, checking oh, in the right. door, is yeah, he yeah. having sex or not? Uh, we are in that country. You think they anyways a fuck about bloody privacy? Anyway, uh, moving on. So uh, we have um, a new chief minister in Uttar Pradesh, one that I had bet they would never make him because I was very moved by Mr. Modi's speech and I appreciated it no end last week. Because I thought it was his first statement. Like, so was I. Yeah. I was because also, it was, you know, I was really reassured and I was like, wow. It is not just about it. It was a very un Trump speech. It wasn't like his earlier speeches. And he also said, we, this is, we are going to work for people who didn't vote for us also. Because, so I, I had said that now he has, he's confident of his vote. Now he doesn't give a shit about the rest. And because Aditya Nath had been sidelined. But obviously I was out of touch, as Anand has pointed out. Hmm. Now, Anand, uh, we've seen how the Hindi media's, uh, English media's responded to this. You've already written the piece on the Hindi media. It's supposed to go up now. No, I'm writing. Oh, it'll be up by the time the hafta probably goes on tomorrow day after. Um, so what you're saying is how the Hindi media has reacted to Yogi is very different, including the anti-Romeo no, squares. No, I, I, I am specifically talking about uh, anti-Romeo squared. Anti-Romeo squad. So how, just, just just give us a bit over that, then we'll come to uh, uh, DJ and Ma Manisha. Yes, uh, means uh, um, you see uh, the sister publications, Hindustan Times Group. And Hindustan, the Hindi Hindustan, how they have reported. Now, Hindustan Times uh, has an article that three reasons why entry um, Romeo is squared is uh, a bad idea. And uh, the Hindustan, uh, its sister publication in Hindi, writes that the Western UP mandate has been particularly shaped by uh, BJP's promise of this ending Romeo squared, and it is a very popular idea in Western UP. Uh, as similarly, Amar Ujala, uh, Danik Jagran, they have uh, reported it very triumphantly, like Fabtiyo kasne walon ki ab samatai. Uh, and so very, there's a positive. So even positive, within the same and, uh, news organization, the Hindi and English has a different, take. different interesting, take. very yes, interesting, different mm. take. Yes, and uh, mm, now uh, Jagran says that uh, it's a very welcome step for women's safety, and the dropout rate in schools and colleges was also attributed to eve teasing around uh, girls' schools. And so they'd rather uh, sit outside college. a girl's school than sit in their own school. <laughs> so, 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 it's uh, so parents say that it's becoming dangerous. So they drop yes, out. Yes, means uh, so. Uh, I think uh, means uh, what 
uh, people in um, people who are at a distance from a, from those places think about those issues uh, is uh, far removed from what people they actually think about these issues it means that actually that is on that note if i may just read out this email uh, you know which has come this week uh, this is from tanay sukumar This email comes from subscriber Tanay Sukumar. Dear NL team, I am Tanay, a Mumbai-based journalist. I'm a regular listener of NL Hafta and let's talk about and a subscriber. Here's my take on NL Hafta 110. Would love to hear your views. He quotes when we had Saurabh Duvedi here, so he's quoted that bit of the conversation. Saurabh Duvedi on Hafta recently quotes the majority community in this community in this country read Hindus tends to have a hatred for Muslims. This is the unfortunate truth. there is a very small chunk of people like you and me who don't care what the caste of the person is abhinandan sekri do you really think so divedi sir this is the truth it's bitter and politically incorrect i don't say all of them do but dot 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 end quote so after that tane goes on to say in this podcast from the minute 23 minutes 20 seconds to 28 minutes saurav divedi talks about the prejudices hindu and muslim possibly hold against each other in the hinterlands of india because of mutual distance and lack of exchange he mentions these in response to comment that the bharatiya janata party's electoral victory in uttar pradesh shows the voter probably do not care about divisive communal agenda i grew up in delhi but my origins lie in bihar a state that loves to value its religious and caste divides more than it loves its religious or caste itself not much different from uttar pradesh having observed the local discourse around me i know what duvedi is talking about what has triggered this piece is the news laundry panel's apparent disbelief at what he said and also the panel's disbelief at the voters reaction to the demonetization disaster actually tanay the same thing anand also had this anand not ranganathan he was uh, as in disbelief as me but anand vardhan also who is also from bihar said this is quite normal there and i admit i was shocked um being able to acknowledge the conservative truths of the masses despite upholding and promoting liberal values is today a taboo at best and rarity at worst liberals i meet and listen to have often shown blatant denial of social conservative realities of prejudice divide misinformation and discrimination traditionally powered by the old india of divisive speeches organizations and rath yatras and now increasingly by the new digital india of institutionally funded trolls fake news and whatsapp forwards and he's put a link here and this is why i love tanay a lot in the link he has said the link is for my article on this topic fake news is the opium of the masses tanay tumne yahan bhi apna article nahi choda you should be news laundry i don't know where you are working as a journalist but we want you here because we also never miss an opportunity to plug our article javi <laughs> but he, this is a very important bit he wants us our views on this the criticism of the propaganda is incomplete without understanding that the propaganda has already had an effect even before we took the pain to criticize the votes have already translated from a million to 2 million the mindset have been reset back from the from the 20th to the 19th century this denial is visible when tv pundits still seem to believe that the killing of muslim man for storing beef and the suicide of a dalit scholar is really a problem to a large portion of the electorate that orgasms at the idea of a hindu nation delivered with the topping of development in that order and no indians are not that way Vicious mind games have been played with our intelligence for way too long. Public intellectuals and GDP enthusiasts whose logic unfortunately fails in front of emotions were in denial all the while, believing that demonetization was a political risk and could have hit the vote bank. They realized it was never meant to, 
but not before the election results. The propaganda of a Hindu nation served the topping of development and the spicy sadistic facade of hurting the rich and the package delivered right at your doorstep by the Messiah himself. Have an analyst forgotten social psychology and world history? The liberal discourse will find it difficult to promote its progressive winds until it learns to work with the status quo and not deny or ignore it condescendingly. Disagreement must not mean denial. In the polarized atmosphere, the burden of understanding the other side lies with the liberals. Social conservatives are by definition comfortable with the way things have always been in matters of religion, society and culture. They do not have any obligation to want to consider liberal values that talk about progress into an unforeseen future. Liberals, however, do have access to the present-day sociological realities and it's unintelligent to ignore them or be unaware of them. I completely agree. So that's a very good piece. Yeah. Uh, so Madhu, your views on this, then Anand, Manisha. I agree with We him. should carry it as an article. Yes, I agree with him. We should carry it as an article. Uh, Ravis and Amitav Kumar are blue-eyed boys of South Delhi journalism, means in the liberal space. I was trying to, means their, uh, their portrayal of Bihar, it's so wrong. There has not been a worse book written about Bihar than Amitav Kumar's A Matter of Rats. A matter of rats, Patna. A matter of rats. Okay, I have a credit. Okay. Yes, and uh, Ravi's Ravi's uh, lost my respect with his coverage of Bihar elections. He he, मतलब क्या दिखाते हैं वो मतलब मतलब वो liberal मसीहा बनने के लिए इतना मतलब जो कहिए कि बेकार चित्रण बिहार का आज तक किसी ने it is away from reality. Yeah, That's not the हाँ, Bihar that you know. आम बिहारी वैसे ना सोचता है ना रहता है जो तन तन है बता रहे थे नाउ व्हाट ही इज सेइंग इज हाउ आई हैव ग्रोन अप मींस आई आई हैव ग्रोन अप विद दोस बायसेस एंड आई हैव सीन नो रीजन टू सेट देम ठीक है बिकॉज आई हैव नॉट सीन एनी क्लिंचिंग आर्गुमेंट और एनी क्लिंचिंग एग्जांपल टू सेट इट बिकॉज द काइंड ऑफ पीपल आई कम अक्रॉस इन माय एवरीडे नेगोशिएशंस विथ लाइफ are as biased they are orthodox muslims they are very biased muslims so they are not sophisticated well held muslims who elite meet so uh, uh, or who have some liberal facade so uh, what what are the reasons i have to say those so there's no incentive to say your conservatism because there is no because yes, in your day to day existence and similar similarly uh, similarly caste rigidities this what what about basic human values i mean not all our decisions are pragmatic right some of us i mean pragmatically we should be taking ads we aren't because we want a higher calling you know what i'm saying is i don't think and human nature most human and beings also, i don't take also, pragmatic decisions they take decisions because they are know, there's a circular composite yes. it's very, and i'm interested in also asking how how would you have covered uh bihar elections no, differently no, like, like he said that uh, the, the cow thing is not mattering he, 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 so the people, cow thing people, the does thing not don't matter he does says. not matter and people live in very much harmony in this village he goes they to don't. some he's saying this ghetto some random village places okay okay good for liberal consumption in delhi studios but sorry that's not how it both are my college seniors in hindu college ravish and amitabh but both have been very disappointing manisha your mm. view on this email no i'm completely with him in understanding the other side 
but i i think one can do that upholding liberal values i don't see a contradiction i think what he's saying is like get over and we have a great piece on this on news laundry also uh, by aruna Arunoday Majumdar hmm. learn how not to read the elections by the left where he's talking exactly about the same things that just get out of the same mm-hmm. you know the same sort of thought process the same sort of every time you lose a battle you say it's hegemony so i don't see a contradiction in doing what he's asking us to do uh, and being liberals i see yeah that, th- i would agree with manisha i do completely agree that the onus upon um uh convincing someone of change is with the liberal but um conversely i'd also like to put one tiny thing as a caveat that if we are not going to listen to the other person then there's no concept of persuasion hmm. if we decide that the other interlocutor is bigoted is orthodox is unchangeable in their thinking then we we have already slaughtered them and it's a bit like you know last week i think it was when we were talking about um you know uh, men feeling paranoid that women are going to slap harassment cases against them or if you brush up against them then they're going to assume that you were trying to fill them up if you will approach with that mindset then perhaps that is the reaction that you will get so uh everyone's got to open Sorry, up a little get, bit. Uh, the, if you if approach you, if if you are going to look at a woman with the idea that she is going to slap me with a harassment case then you've already started off on a negative point no, of view no but then i can say the same thing to you that f- i and i'm telling you as a man mm. it is a very justified fear it's not for no reason that i ask you to sit in interviews so one I, second I, one I mean, second I, I, i'm I saying is, i'm saying you are doing exactly what you're accusing the man of doing completely dismissing that that is a legitimate fear I'm not dismissing it's a legitimate fear. I'm just saying that if you are going to begin on that understanding that this person will slap me for harassment, you're not giving a chance. No, no, I'm not but there's a certainty there was at that time the conversation what that the person will slap me. The conversation was that there is a possibility. I don't think any certainty there's a certainty I'd hang around with a lawyer. I think there is a legitimate fear in the current scenario that ev- that and anything yes, can I'm, be i'm agreeing so and so what i am seeing is you're dismissing that as a legitimate fear saying that you're no, approaching it i'm not because I'm there not is no dis- certainty no one saying i'm not dismissing it as a legitimate fear here's the thing i am not i repeat i'm not dismissing it as a legitimate fear however the the legitimate fear stand ignores one minor detail there is not a single woman you will come across who has not been harassed in public how many men have faced this uh, situation where they were not harassing but had something slapped on them but were accused of doing so plenty. everyone no no but plenty everyone known no? no. you will not find one woman who will yeah, not that, tell you that, this but all i'm trying to say that is that the fear is not illegitimate but it's not as widespread as the other problem that is a given but what i'm saying it's is not you're conflating no no you're conflating two things the two are completely different things Yes every woman every woman and one can say that with certainty 100% has faced harassment every man has not faced a a, a wrongful uh, accusation. You know, accusation but that has nothing to do with the fear it i mean you're conflating two issues it is having the fear of a wrongful case slapped on you has nothing to do with the data on how often a woman is harassed as opposed to the data of how woman or man has been wrongly accused so so the fact that the fact that your fear is less founded 
is not going to open you up to maybe thinking that no that person will not wrongfully accuse me no 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 that is all that possibility is there again we are saying within the realms of possibility there's no certainty you have said either there's a certainty this way or a certainty that way what i'm saying is there's no certainty either way it's a fear of a possibility it's not the fear of a certainty if it is a certainty it would not be a fear there so would be an inevitability so that's an orthodox mindset is a fear of a certainty yeah but i don't okay hmm. but um okay we'll yeah sorry how did we get to harassment from <laughs> you weren't here yes the, okay it was last of the conversation this is last of the yeah okay. you were you were busy doing the story that a news laundry uh sena members have topped up the murthal story is under production uh now quickly i just want to go to um the ramjan bhumi rao does it even find it surprising that the court steps in to control bcci but <laughs> has no view on this <laughs> madhu ki bhai they said we will stay out of religion but then you should have stayed out of cricket na because <laughs> that is the real religion that's the real religion so uh, i mean i was very surprised i was very surprised at that that uh, when they've been meddling the judiciary has been meddling with all kinds of things ordering the government to do this that and these suddenly they've uh, they don't want, want to keep their hands clean on this i think because they actually know there is no solution yeah exactly and also dude risking it would, it's too big a risk yeah they rather let the you know elector the uh, parliament take a call on this what do you think anand i i'm in fact i i was always certain the court was never going to give a uh, judgment on this yes perhaps it does not uh, want to risk contempt of court <laughs> <laughs> well i think they should be used to it by now kaveri yeah the contempt happened all that uh, anurag thakur but finally of course he fell in line bcci finally fell in line but initially even anurag thakur dismissed yeah, yeah. their orders and stuff but don't you think that there's more political gain in it not being resolved in it staying as it is because the promise of mandir banega is a great promise ban gaya sir they as how long awesome. can you hold up that carrot without 20, you know five more days ho gaya no no i actually think now with my new my my rose tinted spectacles of india off i think it will be a huge electoral gain for them to make the temple if modi can get the temple made in this year he bjp is going to sweep gujarat because clearly the secular let's all hand hold hands and sing when you're happy and you know clap your hands is not how india works he is going to sweep every election if he if the india of dwivedi and anand and tane what they are describing is the predominant india I making know, the man. temple is a next decade bjp will sweep yeah, every state i don't state. think they'll they'll start it but they won't finish it because then they'll hold it off for the next election or it depends election. on who the contractor is is it mr narula <laughs> or is it aluwalia contractors i think they started electoral as a as a semi carrot then a demi carrot and then it'll go on for a couple of elections because if they finish it then phir agle election mein kya banayenge electoral electoral issues have a self life so uh, parties need new narratives so uh, maybe that is one of the reasons that they chose adityanath that they new, needed a new narrative uh, because uh, just uh, um, pulling off elections with some issue or other would be difficult unless and until you have a strong leaders in states so 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 uh, um, Strong, because uh, the, that uh, personality 
the stature of personality was lacking anyway what is important that the democratic life should not be confused with morality play in democracy the currency is popularity not, not, mo- morality. not morality what is more popular Correct. so realistic est- assessments of uh, elections or political moves should be made in a democracy on these grounds not o- that it's a grand morality play and this uh, is happening and that is happening but anal- and in analysis this that, that kind of analysis is also good to read uh, i see okay now we have 10 minutes and i'd like to quickly discuss this one issue i wish anand were here as in the other anand because anand vardhan before you came back me and anand used to ha- keep debating this for a long time uh you know he uses the word communist socialist fairly regularly in his daily this thing i believe we live in a post ideological age and i think i have the clinching evidence to kind of seal that now with trump and modi both because i was just thinking that us you have the republic grand old party that is abandoning all market principles is wants protectionism their best friend is russia as in trump so trump <laughs> supporters will back him russia and every week new and new newer russia you know smoking guns seem to be coming out and it's a question of time now this mala lago where he goes and stays it is costing the taxpayer i don't know how much and it's going to him only now what i'm saying is the hardcore market republican who was so i my thing is we live in a post ideological hyper partisan age that means once i have committed ki bhai if i like modi now whether he, now the modi was considered less government more governance whatever he'll be more ab bhai he has some of the more so he's increasing spending on everything from uh, manrega to the kind of interventions that are going into our lives so but the hardcore market backers like surjit bhalla types who finally got one prediction right so i was very thrilled for him otherwise he's been getting everything wrong but he still predicts that confidence i have like they will back anything he says although ideologically that is not what their position was so i i just want to know does the proximity of trump to russia and his followers saying that's okay and we grew up where they would not be james bond series if russia so america didn't hate thing. each other don't you want like someone to come back from like there should be a film where someone comes in one of the evil villains that james bond was up against comes up now and he's like but wait we're friends yeah we not only are we friends the us president has nicer things to say about us than yeah. he does about theresa may <laughs> <laughs> and merkel uh, so you what do you think are we in a post ideological hyper partisan age I don't not in India yeah I think like there is an ideological base that Modi and I think Surjit what what I no I'm talking about economic I'm, ideology I'm not talking but about But economically aren't they uh, fiscally more conservative than Congress which is what Surjit Bhalla is I mean yeah Narega ko thoda before elections they, they'll do all that but they are fiscally conservative uh, No I think they've cut the deficit about a percent Surjit, or so it's not like they've really rocked the world and we'll have to see what it comes They kept the fiscal comes. deficit really I mean it's way better than what it was in the Congress's time We'll have to check the numbers but I mean I no, don't They've know. actually really worked towards fiscal consolidation in this so I don't see a contradiction in Surjit and Surjit like whatever I've spoken to he's very against the right wing the samajik ekta man- no not no, sam- no. the swadeshi so jagran manch so he is very against the swadeshi jagran manch and he says these guys are as good as the left i mean there's no difference but i don't see like i do think this government is fiscally closer to okay i am not surprised what by is your that. view 
yes means uh, the post ideological age uh, has been the uh, means uh, francis fukuyama said that we are in a post history age in 1990s <laughs> so mm. uh, <laughs> and uh, daniel bell had uh, predicted the end of ideology in 1960s only so mm. uh, so um, he, he clearly <laughs> missed the trick <laughs> <laughs> so, so so it has come at a, a bit too late in india i think but, uh, but yes on economic issues a uh, mm, uh, lot of things uh, congress and bjp don't have much to um, are not much different in that way mm. but uh, mm, you see means there was an in, uh, what i call ncrt fundamentalism in india means ncrt textbooks uh, what they teach in schools and then the left historians teach in universities now that uh, it also breeds educated uh, a kind of fundamentally uh, fundamentalism among young people now uh, that fundamentalism of uh, um, sheltered childhood sheltered university life with uh, uh, borrowed ideas from books would remain which gives rise to journalists who uh, have which which gives uh, uh, which makes lament uh, profitable industry hmm. so bit uh, assumption so this is hard on <laughs> speculation is so, it so that would remain lament would always be always be a profitable industry and journalists and writers will find uh, jobs hmm. so uh, but that kind of fundamentalism uh, would remain uh, so apart from that apart from that uh, yes you were right that uh, uh, ideological hardliners are hard to find among people yes madhu uh, it's been said okay <laughs> there's no point in my repeating myself okay, just please. for the sake of talking actually i just wanted to go back to we were discussing yogi adityanath and the coverage between difference in between english media and hindi media hmm. and because i consume so much on it over the weekend i just wanted to point out at one way key difference uh you know you had edit pieces on monday in all prominent english dailies and hindi dailies you had uh, indian express with the leader uh, the lucknow choice you had times of india the headline was radical turn they all talked about the criminal cases against this guy mm. that were registered the hate speech and what he really represents and why why you know it's a very tricky choice when you looked at jagran uh they had this edit piece called yogi shasan ki shuruaat and they actually said that ye mauka hai unko batane ka ki hindutva अच्छा है और हिंदुत्व योगी आदित्यनाथ का ब्रांड का जो हिंदुत्व है इट हैज स्पेस फॉर ऑल रिलीजन एंड ऑल पीपल सो एटली बैटेड फॉर इट व्हेन यू लुक एट द टेलीविजन हिंदी मीडिया नन ऑफ देम वेरी फ्यू ऑफ देम साइटेड इनफैक्ट नन ऑफ देम साइटेड द क्रिमिनल केसेस अगेंस्ट हिम इट वॉज ऑल की इनका तीखा स्वभाव है तीखी जबान है और कुछ भी बोल देते हैं मूव फटे हैं ऑलमोस्ट पुटरेंग हिम एज इज द प्रॉब्लम विद हिम इज दट ही जस्ट स्पीक्स इज हार्ट आउट एंड द इंग्लिश मीडिया डिड sort of list out the cases against him and the speeches now and coming back to our point about liberal conservative what you point out what the masses want now maybe in popular perception what his speeches are just tikha swabhav is just somebody who's you know mm. uh, says what he wants to tell it I like think, it is like yeah, Trump but but the fact is it's not you know some of those things are problematic now whether or not the masses consider it to be problematic or not i do think it is the point but of journalists but it is backed by fir's and charge yeah, sheets and to point that out it's not irrespective of what the popular perception is journalists in hindi and english media need to point these things out so that whole liberal conservative thing i don't think just because log aise hain popularly log aise hi shayad honge i mean popularly fir to sati bhi kabhi would always be popular dowry triple talaq also so i do think there's an onus understanding the conservative point of view but also 
I mean, there are some things that are just. No. It's not individual morality. There are some things that we have come to over the and those are you know, course of history. I'm saying that this isn't. Hmm. Yes, uh, a collection of facts is not truth. So, uh, as you had you in your podcast. So um, uh, now. As we had discussed with that idea, a collection of facts are not true. A collection of, of facts is not truth. This is a quote from your truth. post yeah, truth yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, that idea uh, person that uh, yes. we were discussing that uh, criminality does not catch much uh, does not cut much ice in public perceptions because uh, public institutions in india have not earned for themselves that credibility there there is always a perception that a particular charge is politically motivated hmm. so uh, and uh, hate speech to sell sell hate speech as a crime in india is impossible i think means with the kind of people i have met so so uh, uh, so uh, okay your argument would be morally defensible but uh, democratically how much currency it has i doubt that i d- but i do think democracy is not just about popular i mean it is of course about popular vote and all that but it's also about certain institutions that keep certain values that keep democracy alive no, uh, I and i do think that's got to do with i think the point is that there's a distinction between majoritarianism and democracy which we should keep in mind a popular vote and having a majority vote means that that is certainly the will of the nation and that is something that needs to be acknowledged but democracy says that even if you are not a majority you still have rights that is a significant difference that we tend to forget and we tend to say that oh the bulk wants this and therefore anybody who thinks contrarian has no right to think this way But we there are no cases. But there is there are no cases of the um, uh, that uh, blatant force of majoritarianism rolling over the minorities. Means uh, there are no cases. No means how how, how it, it is very alarmist to say that uh, minorities have been tr- trampled over in India. No no no, no one's saying that. But all I'm saying that as no, a as so, a. as a blanket statement it is but i think individual things need to be called out for example during that entire aklaat thing you weren't with nl at the time it was problematic and i think that has to be called out when something like aklaat happens the spokesman of the national party sitting in television studios defending that is problematic and i think there at the risk of being out of touch or whatever it is it has to be called out that what the fuck are you saying like you are the spokesperson of a national party a man has been lynched fine you can say that's how india thinks but do not defend the act i mean there has to be responsibility i think so uh, i i agree jab sankalan kehte na analysis ko jab election ka sankalan karte hain vishleshan sorry sankalan is collection collection compiling things so, dekho meri out this of this is a moment <laughs> and it's on record the bengali knew the hindi word Haan. y'all okay meri, meri out of touchedness ka dekho <laughs> ye acha namuna prastut hai aapke liye so while doing the analysis that being knowing the realities is important but i think a journalist moral compass while monitoring a debate like that it cannot be vanilla you cannot not call out the guy for saying something like that and i uh, anyway that's and because i'm the anchor i have the last word thank you so much uh, please give me your suggestions for this week before i dedicate a song from donald trump to putin 
Oh, good. This then connects because what I wanted to recommend is uh, a novel by Vladimir Nabokov, Russian exile who went off to America. This was the first novel he wrote in America. It's called Bend Sinister. Um, and it is perhaps the most political novel that Nabokov, who's usually known for just gorgeous language, he wrote. So, uh, yes, Bend Sinister, that might be a couple of weeks of your life taken care of, but you will be more amused for it. It's got some of the most richly dark humor that you'll read. Thank you, DJ. How about you, Manisha? What are you recommending to our I listeners? I am going to recommend our report by Amit Bhardwaj, How BJP's IT Cell Waged War and Won in UP. It's a fascinating read into the workings of the BJP's IT Cell in Uttar Pradesh. Okay. Yes, Anand, what is your recommendation for the week? Uh, it's a, an article in Financial Times by Lee's Burno, Post-Liberal and Happy in London. Okay. And uh, yeah, second one is uh, a piece by Manu Joseph in Mint about uh, whining, how whining has become. I read that. It's he's basically whining but against. But he's whining him. about <laughs> whining. <laughs> it's he very meta. That's the beauty. But 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 I am entitled to my recommendation. <laughs> no no. I, I think of it's course. a good recommendation. No, no, it was meta. Like but it was I would. Great. But I would like to point out that. And they're entitled to object to it. And DJ ha- the DJ bolro NL no, had. No, NL had one Manu Joseph fan. That was Arunab. Arunab. He would always, every other week, he'd suggest a Manu Joseph piece. I think we have got a slightly more clean-shaven Arunab here. You are a... Because you recommend Manu very often. Even no, he, no, he's very bright. He's a reporter. I have, have, have Who, Manu Joseph or Arunab? No, no, Arunab. Arunab he's very bright and... Uh, I have never been a professional journalist, so... so, so. But you are pretty fond of Manu Joseph. Yeah, yeah. I am I am very fond of Manu Joseph. So I like I, I like him. I think, like I think he's, of, he's one of... Uh, one of... Uh, not... Let me drop one. He's a rare journalist with a genuine talent for writing and original observations. His observations are very, very sharp. Mm. Yes. Madhu, your suggestion for the week? Well, uh, I I wouldn't call it a recommendation because it's not like I agreed with everything. Hmm. Uh, Pratap Bhanu Mehta's piece in the Indian Express. Yes, uh, took away my recommendation. So <laughs> I think it was I think it was a kind of a lemon. Uh huh. Lemon. Uh-huh. lemon. <laughs> it was like a piece that you know will make uh, liberals feel good. Yes. That isn't uh, sabkuch which I want to agree with has been written. Is that kind of a piece? It has a okay. line that in in his moment of political victory, Modi has defeated India. Yeah, yeah. The same cliched idea yeah, of yeah. India. And so this, up, uh, it's like an underlining that that you know, if you if it's for liberals, say some sort of security blanket, ke koi ye likh raha hai. I am more interested in things that I actually that actually upset me and agitate me, and I disagree with. That's what. I prefer and to. And which street. one did you read in that space this week? I haven't found anything like that much, but what I um, have got, um, which one was that? Um, information avoidance: um, how people select their own reality. In fact, I was reading it in preparation for objectivity. Um, objectivity. That's the next podcast in the Let's Talk About coming up. I'm doing one on objectivity, so please, that will be out next week. Do listen in to that. Uh, well, I wanted to suggest Pratap Bhanu Mehta's piece because as a liberal, <coughs> proud liberal, it really touched me in the right places. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also it's a very, uh, it's a very 
frank i mean a very aggressive sort of uh, pratabhanu meto the last para where he says that your political arpan to the nats madness is not going to be like he really goes out against they were even patronized by aurangzeb they were yeah. Yeah. see i'm really I, i really wish somebody would write about the right? death Wait, of uh, one second the death of this this uh thinking that you know you're you're a dying breed pratabhanu meta i it's a you know sorry to tell you that you are a dying breed no, we are know. a dying breed because no one second because what is overtaking this country is what he's writing about but that's the reality but i no sorry you were saying before i quickly wind up both of you had no, something to say he's perceptive and he is not uh, uh, means, uh, partisan means say yeah, exactly. he he sometimes uh, uh, writes uh, things that the right wing would like where what madhu was saying you don't know what's going to come out of him it could be either way but but but, uh, but the, madhu what you said about the dying breed you know, i honestly think it is becoming a lot more transparent how society has been but i think what is most fascinating about the word liberal that's used especially in our people like us is everyone likes to say i'm liberal there are very few people say i'm not liberal yeah. i'm not liberal i mean there's so some I'm, things that i'm pretty rabid yeah, about you want to beat up people who don't get stand up for the national anthem yeah there was an incident in a movie job. hall actually there's a woman in a jumpsuit who refused to stand up and you threw popcorn at her no i told her stand up <laughs> God Madhu wow. why you do, why you do this you know I'm getting to a fight in a movie theater this would be fabulous suppose Madhu suppose she turns and knee khadi hoti kya kar lenge that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say i said you'll be taken care of you stand up right now uh, oh my Dindi god you mere bande aa jayenge aur tu dekhna there's a part of me i'm sorry this? i'm a closet yogi adityanath yeah <laughs> You get madness Madhu i cannot help this part of me there's something about the national anthem and the flag that just gets me acha bhai now before i dedicate the song from trump <laughs> to mr Val- vladimir putin uh, i did not read this letter it's from Dib- dibya sundar nayak is that a bengali name no no this is just a sanskrit name <laughs> dibya sundar nayak i'll quickly just go over two paragraphs and then we'll wind up hi team news laundry i want to write this mail a long time ago but a blank mail with the above subject line kept on languishing in the draft section however your recent survey nudge me and i want to make a few suggestions that i feel the survey couldn't capture so here i'm writing this email at 1 o'clock at night basically guys we're running a survey to l- try to improve news learning to do the kind of content that would be more informative that would be different from what you consume so many of you may have got an email or a call asking you so i think that's the call that went out to mr nayak and that's what uh, he is writing about he says uh, my favorite section in news learning in hafta is in news learning is hafta it's a shame for me that i was introduced to it very late as late as episode 95 before that i used to follow news laundry only for clothes line can you take it and read anand's articles i am not sure why you guys have stopped producing clothes line can you take it but more on that later well it will be coming back and there will be more of that coming later he basically goes on to tell us about how fond he's of madhu's stuff she thinks it's really good uh, he loves anand's pieces um he was very impressed with manisha's work mostly her critiques of media he's and I like the panel because she's always provides a different dimension to any discussion and he's kept one line for me despite being an apps supporter abhinand is likable <laughs> I think that's huge praise and his presence helps the discussion to remain comprehensible for common janta like us you know i've noticed something being sympathetic to up everyone at least in my society in the doon school type public school they always start with even though you support up like you know even though tujhe code hai chal hum tujhe chhu lete hain what does the public school intelligentsia or chutia 
have a gun, stop. I mean, I'm not saying I'm intelligent, but that's how they like to describe themselves. I mean, th- there is th- poor people. no, there is never a thing that even though you like Modi, I mean, so many people in my social circle are bloody bhakts that would put Tejinder Bhagga to shame. They are that level of bhakts, and you would think that Doscos won't be. I mean, you'd be surprised. And then there are, of course, the I wrote questions for Bhagga Rahul when you interview. Yes, him. I remember you wrote questions <laughs> for Bhagga. So there is no thing that even though you like Modi, I'll talk to you. Even though you like Rahul, but if you're an app supporter. Even though the unwashed masses, you've consorted with the unwashed masses. I don't know what it because is because he did dharnas. I don't know what it is. I just a whiny troublemaker. Uh. That's how that's how people that's how people perceive him to be. Yeah. And Divya Sundar ends with I'm a proud subscriber and not a Mufat Kaur. Thank Yay! you so much, Divya Sundar. Really appreciate that. My recommendation for the week is Open Source Podcast. Open Source with Christopher Lydon. This one is about. It's a critique on neoliberalism. Welcome to our neoliberal world. I think it is fascinating. It's really interesting. It talks about monetizing things like friendship, about the intellectual property right regarding CRISPR. I think it's a, you know, uh, even if you are a hardcore capitalist in your mind, if you still believe in those isms, you might want to listen to this. It's a really smart critique of the final frontier of capitalism, neoliberalism. Uh, and let me know what you think. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you, panel, for being so patient this week. Uh, and we leave you with this song Trump Tumhari Taraf Se Putin Ko Yaad Rakhna Baby All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform Please subscribe to News Laundry Help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.